Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie. Welcome back, everybody. It's your boy, Keith Big Cinnamon Piper, coming at you with another episode here, episode four of the installment. Uh, first and foremost, want to shout out to my sponsor, you know, uh, I love PapaBear.com. It's Papa Bear, kind of healthy nut butters. Guys, I, I keep on telling you this. I'll tell you once. I'll tell you again. I'll tell you till I can't tell you anymore. Go to ILovePapaBear.com, uh, Instagram, Twitter, eat Papa Bears. They got some delicious nut butters here. My favorite, the toasted coconut cashew butter. And they also introduced a new nanner butter, and they have the original churro butter so three delicious nut butters i love papabear.com also check out some of the gear they got they got some fresh shirts and some fresh hats guys there's nowhere in the world where you're gonna get free range cage free wild cut wildly caught nut butter so please do yourself a favor and go over to i love papabear.com so here we are guys back at it Football starts here with the Patriots and the Chiefs, and I, I felt like there was no better time to kind of introduce this topic here today, uh, kind of get into sports gambling and that whole kind of plethora of things. Originally, I, I thought the idea was we're going to shove this into episode two, talking about just like the money behind sports and whatnot. And after doing a little bit of research, uh, what you kind of kind of figure out is that there's a lot on it and actually – you could, I could make a whole episode just on sports gambling and how the whole sports gambling industry and how it has evolved and come about. And I could make an argument that, you know, a lot of the themes that we talked about in the first three episodes, sports gambling has had its kind of kind of hand in that cookie jar or or been an influence on the way we're consuming sports, the money aspect and the money behind sports, and also um, how. Sports media now, more than ever, is kind of tailoring to that gambling side and the sports kind of 
the money side of sports gambling on what they're producing, the shows they're producing, what they're even talking about. For instance, I was watching college football or college game day live on ESPN this past Saturday. And it was the first time I remember that when they showed the highlight of the games that there is actually the handicap spread attached right to the, the broadcasting of the game. I, I don't, and it's the first time I remember that they actually all four, um, all four announcers and all, all four contributors were actually giving their opinion of if they're going to hold the spread or, you know, if they're going to cover or everything under that umbrella. And first of all, I'm not going to get too much into it, but the fact that professionals now on national televised television, big mega bucks are giving their opinion on gambling lines of an amateur sport is baffling to me altogether but it really has encompassed like the, this idea that sports gambling is now it's not taboo anymore. Uh, you know, for a while I, I thought like, you know, people were like, if they, maybe it's me getting older or, or just me not being aware, but you know, it wasn't too long ago that not a lot of people talked about game lines or how much money they had a line or just the overall sports gambling thing. It was kind of like on the hush hush. It was a little bit more taboo, but now, I feel like that, you know, it's, it's free to talk about it is involved in everybody's life. And it's not just game lines. Now it's your fantasy football team. It is your draft Kings. There are, there are many other, many avenues now of sports gambling that have kind of infused into our lives and it has created a huge secondary market with sports gambling and kind of the way we try to consume material to help us with our DraftKings lineup or our, our fantasy football drafts or just looking at the handicaps and spreads. Uh, there's much more now material and a demand uh, for the second, uh, the secondary market to kind of consume the information to help us with sports gambling. That is, it's, I, I don't know when the switch happened. I feel like, almost like in a click of a finger, it was just upon us, but it's very interesting to see how it has kind of infused into, uh, inf- into popular culture now when it talks to gambling and money lines and fantasy drafts and all that fun shit. Um, for those that are wondering, yes, I, uh, I did not give the beer shout out. I'm actually drinking some Turkey Hill decaf iced tea right now. You know, Sarah was listening to the podcast last week, and she's like, you sound like an alcoholic. So, you know, I, that's exactly what you sound like, Sarah. Sarah's, Sarah's yelling at me again. Yeah, I know. I don't got my balls anymore. They're in a jar somewhere in a purse in a corner that I'll never find again. But anyway, so I'm I'm keeping it easy, even though kickoff here is in about, you know, 15 minutes. We'll see what happens then. But for the time being... I'm trying to stay responsible here. So anyway, decaf iced tea, very, very exciting of me. Anyway, so, you know, right now there's a couple of different directions where I could start uh, the conversation, kind of start getting off here, um, getting off. I don't know if that's the right term, but anyway, start. Um, but I, I guess the most, I'm going to start with the most recent events and kind of almost back backtrack and rewind. So as of September 5th, which I think is like two days ago, um, you know, 20 states are now 
in supporting New Jersey's in the sport betting briefing to the Supreme Court. Um, just kind of reading articles here. Basically, it, it's it's the year. It's the push. It's the push that keeps on pushing, right? So, you know, states want sports gambling and income revenue. A lot, a lot of these states are cash dry. People are looking at casinos, betting, sports betting as a way to compensate or get back some tax revenue. So, you know, right now there are 20 states that are involved in uh, this whole U.S. Supreme Court case of legalized and sports uh, betting. And, and the states are Arizona, Florida, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Wyoming, and West Virginia, and they're also governors of Kentucky, Maryland, and North Dakota. Um, and, and I will conti- I'll, I'll bet this this will continue to grow. I think you'll see a lot of the Northeast states and more progressive states kind of push for it. I think there might be, I mean, I'd say deep south, but Louisiana and Mississippi are on this bill. So, you know, I think over time, what's going to happen is more states are going to push for that because they're going to be uh, a bigger need for tax revenue. You can almost make the same argument argument for the legalization of marijuana. A lot of states now are looking at a tax revenue here. They're just trying to find ways to make money. I mean, it, now, they could be a little bit more efficient with spending the money they got. I, that could be a good start. But at the end of the day, all these states are looking for more ways to possibly bring in more income. And you're going to see more of the trades of gambling, casinos, um, you know, marijuana and maybe you know that that kind of recreational use uh, of drugs type of industry um this is going to be a continued trend and it's not going to figure out in the next five or ten years but over over the next decade or two i think what we're going to see across the country is um more support and more it's going to be less taboo sports gambling and marijuana i mean it's already less taboo now than it was 10 years ago but anyway it's going to go in that direction. So, you know, comes out more states are supporting that, uh, the culture of sports gambling, uh, more, 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 you know, and now we're seeing within the NFL and other sports league, uh, the people that are supporting and not supporting. So you see Adam Silver of the NBA saying, we want to, we don't want to support sports gambling. We want to legalize it. We want to legalize it. Uh, also, I mean, the NBA will find a way to get its hand in the cookie jar and get some of the revenue back from sports betting all on their games, I guarantee you. And, and, and the same result is kind of baffling why the NFL isn't behind that as some sport. I mean, the NFL, the NFL is, is a, one of the biggest hypocrites in this country. And I'm just going to stay on the sports gambling side of why one reason why the biggest hypocrite. So there is a direct correlation between how much, you know, sports gambling, how much people are investing, how much people are consuming the product and the profits of the, uh, of the NFL. I mean, think about it. In 1999, Yahoo introduced uh, their free fantasy football app and, it has only gained fantasy football has only gained and gained popularity. I think the latest statistics now are that 33 million Americans play fantasy football across the country. I, and I think that's, that almost is a low estimate, but in regards, you still have 10% of your population doing one thing and consuming 
football and consuming fantasy football product. And, you know, my dad's old school. He's not into the fantasy football, but, you know, you have, you have a legitimate 10% percent of your population that you know is legal. I mean, legally or illegally gambling, just gambling through fantasy football alone. On the same token, the NFL just moved or, or is going to move an NFL team out to Las Vegas. All right. And majority of the NFL's population has come through fantasy football or in a way, a, a way you can gamble on sports. And they've actually ESPN NFL has introduced programs to directly produce content to answer the demand of that gambling community. So the NFL red zone, that is uh, a, that's just purely, that's purely focused on the fantasy football player or that's how it developed. Now, I, even if I didn't have fantasy football, I, I would probably still watch it. It's like if, if the Eagles aren't on, there's no way I'm not watching the red zone, but that product was basically developed and thought of to answer the demands of fantasy football players the little tickers on the bottom the bottom of the your screen or, or during during the halftime shows where it shows you what guys doing what and all the stats and whatnot that is a direct that's a, a uh, direct reaction to the fantasy football and gambling demand i mean everything we're seeing now when it comes to consuming play like consuming the content at the player level it is is from the gambling culture that we had in, in tailored to that fantasy football site. I mean, ESPN did 28 straight hours of just fantasy football bullshit. I mean, it, I mean, it, most of it was bad TV and they got ripped for a couple of the stupid segments they had, but, but the culture has definitely shifted towards this. Let's watch football. Let's either bet on certain players to do well. Let, let's bet on games in a, it's actually, it's actually completely baffling. I mean, it wasn't always like this. You know, I wish I had the clip. I wish you could find the clip for it. But like back in the day, Brent Musburger, when he was calling, when he was calling college football games, you know, when he said "We are now live" or whatever the voice he did, I'm not doing. It. But when he he was on camera and said "We are now live" at this certain event, it was tell the handicapper and betters in Las Vegas you know, what type of game conditions the team's going into so they can bet accordingly. Like Brett Musburger was, was the, one of the first ones that would actually talk about it on TV. And, and honestly, he's still, I mean, he retired now, but when he was, even last year, he was still one of the only ones that really dug into the game and actually openly spoke on national television about the lines and gave shout outs to the bookies and the gamblers you know, back, um, back to, in Las Vegas, which I think is where he currently resides. But if we have now become so much, in, so that's why I was shocked, you know, not wrapping around. That's why I was so shocked when I was watching college day, game day. I was like, holy shit, they actually have the hand, they spread right there when they're introducing the game. You know, they were introduced to Alabama, the Alabama Florida State game. They had the spread. They were introducing like, you know, I think it was the BYU-LSU game. They had the spread. They had a guy in the booth that was, you know, the picks of the day, and the picks were against the spread. It's no longer just the pick You know, now, now there's the man in need to get, I guess, quote, you know, 
air quotes, expert opinions on what they think is going to happen with the games and, and who would they bet money on and everything of that nature. You know, and part of it is they say – so the money aspect of, of gambling or sports gambling, it's kind of iffy because a lot of it is underground. We don't really actually know quite numbers. So some statistics say that, you know, $149 billion is spent or it's $149 billion underground industry of illegal sports betting. There are some reports that say there's, you know, I think in 2015, $4 billion were bet legally in Las Vegas, and they say that that's about 1% of all sports betting in, in, the, in the country, whether it be legal or illegally. So at the end of the day, I don't think we really have a clue. It's either it's between like 150 to 400 billion with a B a million dollar industry um, when it comes to sports betting. So it, it's in every corner. It's in every corner of the country. It, it it's something that you're not going to stop. And, and honestly, even if you go on some podcasts now, they're, they you know they're they're even they're even promoting some of these websites that you can you can bet on. It's all illegal sites, but how they get away with it is that there's no dollar sign. You get points or credits or whatnot, but each point is a dollar. Like you know how that shit works. You know, there's there's a roundabout way to everything. But, you know, and I think I think one of the hesitancies of legalizing bet gambling is that if you go over to England where it is legal, you know, every corner has a a sports like a betting parlor you know if you can sell it's like in england if you can sell lottery tickets or any of that shit you can you can bet on sports right in that little parlor right so i i i think that's why i i just don't think the u.s right now has an infrastructure where they can actually regulate it efficiently right now with sports gambling that's why there's a backdrop and but at the end of the day Sports gambling is influencing is influence every every way that we're consuming the sport. So it's confusing is uh is we're consuming the sport at a different level now that that we're we're in it for individual players. Like I like I said in the first episode, now we can actually follow individuals rather than whole teams because each player is much more accessible. Well part of fantasy football is a part of that. You know, we we're you know, our favorite player will go out and draft our favorite player, root for him, and hopefully he does well and we get our fantasy points. You know, everything is done on the individual level. You don't need, you know, team loyalty has come and gone. Even for me, I'm a huge Eagles fan, but, you know, I have, I think I have Terrell Pryor in one of my fantasy football leagues. Ah, so if he scores like maybe a touchdown and 100 yards, but still loses the game, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. But, it's completely changed the way we're, we watch sports because now it's like, it's not just, it's just not a black and white issue anymore. It's like, I want my team to win or, or I want my team to lose. It's like, I want my team to win, but I got these other players. So if you could kind of keep them close for a little bit and, and it will be good. Or the same with sports betting lines. I mean, you know, Vegas is pretty damn good with these lines. Like, they know what the hell they're doing. Like, if you look at, like, the line tonight is eight and a half for the Patriots, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, right? And you're looking at, like, the Chiefs aren't a bad team, but it's eight and a half. Like, Vegas has to know something. 
I think the last four times that the Patriots were defending their Super Bowl championship, they won by an average of nine points. So they put this eight and a half points, and it's just like, eh, what the hell does Vegas know that we don't know, right? So like any, so guys, I, I want to, I know I'm not gonna do rocket science here, but I just want to give you a four. While we're on the sports betting topic, if you're looking at a line. And like, this is a layup. I'm definitely hitting this. This is a home run. Be skeptical. Vegas knows what the hell they're doing. They spend billions and billions of dollars figuring out algorithms and figuring out the best way to produce lines. They want to put a line up there that they don't think people would fucking bite on. All right. At the end of the day, Vegas is the Vegas's main goal is to, they always like to have 50% of, 50% of the bets on either side of the, of the line. They don't like it to ha- be all one side or not. If they want to stay within 50% of each other. They want to stay 50-50. You know, in the last report I got, the last time Vegas has actually lost money on a month was in July of 2013 or June 2013. It's been a fucking while, guys. Vegas knows what they're doing. So be skeptical. Be skeptical of every every line. If you think it's a layup, it's going to be close. I, I promise you, it's going to be close. But you know what? I don't even know where I lost my train of thought here. So where was I before? Can I rewind? Like that? Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. And we're back. So, yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, so Vegas knows what they're doing, and we know, you know, there's no line that they didn't calculate and predict very closely. But kind of coming back to it, where was I? Oh, yeah, the fact that gambling has infused every every part of how we're consuming the sport now. So it's changing how, how we actually view the sport. There's no... There's no black and white anymore. We always have some type of, and it goes with the gambling sport. And at the same time, the way we're consuming sports now is going online to, to some of these sites now that are helping you, you know, number fires, one fantasy lab is another. There is a huge industry now or secondary market that has come from this way that we consume sports now that we are, we are looking for advice and ways to consume information that will help us better our betting life so now it's you know it's a huge it's a huge secondary and billion dollar industry just giving advice of of what to do when it comes to betting with fantasy football with daily you know your daily fantasy with with your lines as well i mean you know how many most of it's online but you know you i i live up in in the boston area and I can't find a college magazine everywhere. It's all fantasy football. It's all pro football magazines and, and telling you, you know, how you should draft your team and what you need to do and what you need to look for in the week-to-week synopsis and what you should look on the money lines and the game lines and everything under that umbrella. You know, there's a huge industry that, that 
wants us to consume their material to help us better or maybe better our, our professional gambling careers. And this has been a swing that we've seen over the last 14, 15 years. You know, 1999, Yahoo introduced the first fantasy football. I think my first league was in 2003, two, either 2002, 2003. And from there, it has took off. And then I, I, remember, I remember playing daily fantasy before DraftKings. Draft but they bought a site called Draft Street. I'm pretty sure Draft Street was introduced. Let me look this up. But I, I, I was playing Draft Street, and it was like this new like fantasy, daily fantasy, and I was like, oh, this is a kind of cool take on it. Never, never in a million years did I think it was going to blow up the way it was. But Draft Street, when was that? Uh, the, oh, I don't know. I can't even find it right now. This is horrible radio. Anyway, but yeah, it, it, it's amazing how much that blew up. And it's kind of amazing. I mean, Draft Street and FanDuel and some of these, well, I think those are the only two big daily fantasy football or dynasty, you know, daily fantasy sports leagues out there. Um, but it's amazing how big these things took off. I mean, there is big, big money. On a side note, People are, has it has become people's career as well. I mean, not just not just betting on game lines, but actually betting on this daily fantasy where you where you can win anywhere from I think you have a hundred thousand dollar no 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 entry free contest right now this weekend on DraftKings. So this has become a big industry. You know, there's people that are dropping out of jobs, that engineers that are creating algorithms to to make their own lineup so they can they can put a lineup with a bunch of guys that nobody's picking that has the highest probability of scoring the most points. You know, there, there are millionaires now that are coming off from this, this new gambling culture of daily fantasy sports rather than just your traditional, let's pick game lines, let's parlay some shit, let, let's, let's see if we can hit it big. So we're consuming, we're consuming the sports completely different because of kind of the increase in this gambling culture. At the same time, we're, we're watching and we're investing more time into it. So that's, that's part of why TV contracts have skyrocketed for a lot of these sports teams, especially for basketball and football. Cause I think the, the I mean, I, I get fantasy baseball, but that's a really niche market. I mean, I, I, for the love of God, I, I lose interest after like eight, eight weeks. I'm like, hey, fuck this shit. Like there's, there's a, a thousand guys and it's just, boring and it's born baseball anyway basketball and, and fantasy football are, are two most easily accessible daily fantasy sports products they're when it comes to stats and whatnot they're you know usually they're the easiest to access um especially with fantasy football i think the reason why it, it's so successful because it's like 17 weeks you don't even go into the playoffs you know or it's actually 16 weeks a lot of people don't even play the last team or the last week but you're in, you're out. It kind of fits the short attention span of kind of what America is going at and taking it from there. So consuming it different because we're consuming it different and we're consuming more of it. The, these, these sports leagues are getting mega, 
mega contract money. And then on the reverse, now sports media in general is tailoring their product to have us, you know, to kind of match this demand and match this culture a little bit. So now everywhere you go, it's talking about fantasy football. It's talking about gambling. It's, it's all that stuff. And look at, I, I don't mind it. I mean, I think it's fun, but it, not too long ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was, it was much more, I feel like taboo, you know, now, now it's easily accessible. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's reporting on it. It's a part of, of national programs now. And it, it's, it's actually quite fascinating to see the shift. So, um, kind of looking at other, looking, looking at all my notes right now, seeing if I get everything. By the way, I do think the Chiefs cover <laughs> eight and a half. Like Vegas knows something up. I, I'm taking Andy Reid. I hate Andy Reid, but I'm taking Andy Reid. I don't hate Andy Reid. It's just if he would have won the Super Bowl in Philly, that would be nice. But, you know, at the end of the day, eight and a half. I mean, the Patriots might roll. They they might roll. But uh, I'll take the eight and a half and see if a close game and, or whatnot goes on. But, yeah, at the end of the day, just looking through my notes, you know, the sports gambling thing has, has always been around. Even Paul Tagliabue and back in June in 1991, this, had, this has always been a – a, a topic of discussion, you know, you know, with the commissioner, Adam Silver, I think he is the first major sports commissioner that comes out and actually for the, uh, for the passing of, uh, or the legalization of sports gambling. And, and I, I think that's a huge thing, but like, I mean, between 91 and, and, 2017. We're only talking about 20, 25, 26 years. I know it's 26, but the poker. I mean, we're only talking about 25 years. I mean, can you imagine it within another 25 years now? Like, where are we going to be at? And kind of the technology or who, you know, I, I was reading something. ESPN had an article that was actually published May 4th, 2017. You know, the future of sports betting in the marketplace. It was kind of the article of it. Who wrote it? David Purdom and Ryan Rodenberg. Sorry if I screwed their names out. Not like you're fucking listening anyway. But um, and it was pretty interesting because the question is, once this comes legal, like, do we, you know, do we see what type of technology and what what players come into this huge metadata type of industry? Because that's really all to to develop lines and whatnot. You're just talking about these computers and you know, these programs, it's just taking huge sets of data and metadata and, and trends and, and throwing it together and kind of spitting out a line. I mean, these are, these are huge, huge billion dollar computers that are, that are throwing the shit into each other to kind of kick out a number and kind of, where does it, where does it end? I mean, for instance, and, and what I found fascinating in this article is that you know, the NBA, the NCAA, the NFL, they all have, they all work with European sports betting, sports betting industries or sports betting uh, companies here to kind of understand trends, to see, kind of sniff out the bullshit, like to see if something, see how much bets were placed on a certain team, to understand if, if there's any shenanigans or if there's any type of influence of sports gambling in 
on a game by game scenario. All, all of these NCAA football is partnering up with one of these programs that that's overseas. And, it, and it's really just to, to sniff out the shit a little bit and make sure that everything is compliant or whatnot. But so, so sports betting and gambling and, and partnerships with, with these programs and, and these are the, these, uh, these huge brands and organizations such as the NBA and NFL and hockey and baseball, this is nothing new to them. It's just nothing that you can, that you can do here in America legally, but you know, there, there's always ways around it. So I know I'm dragging on and on here. So it'll be interesting, you know, the part, it'll be interesting to see what the next 20 years bring and the sports culture game website or kind of world, you know, in Nevada, MGM has a mobile app where you can, you can walk around and place bets as long as in, you're in Nevada, you know, and with, with DraftKings and FanDuel, you know, allows people from all over the country to actually bet on sports in a kind of roundabout way. And I think that's, it's only going to grow and grow. Also, there was a, another interesting article with DraftDuel's DraftKings and FanDuel, you know, only about 10 to 15% of the people that put money into those programs actually walk away with it because what they're seeing there, there's like sharks and minnows it, it, or is what articles is. So like the sharks, they're, they're the people that are put in, in 10, 20, 15 different lineups in the same game. I mean, they're dropping anywhere from one to five to 10 K on any given game. And they usually have, majority of different games out there and they're they're winning most of the dollars that's why like when i play DraftKings, i try to find the the games not the big money games but the games that are limiting only one or three entries per person i really don't know if it has a huge effect but i i i just don't want to be battling those sharks all the time because i i'm not i'm not going to dump <laughs> i'm not going to dump 3k into one fantasy you know, one DraftKings game or lobby. I don't even think I'll, you know, I'm not even going to drop a tenth of that all year, probably. Uh, so for me, I, I like to keep, you know, the, the multi-entries very list. But when you enter those Daily Fantasy, look out for them. You know, they, they'll usually tell you, they usually tell you how many entries is max or, or if there is a max number of entries. They will also, one thing that I think they not recently introduced, but they, that has been new since the, uh, the websites have start is that if you see in the bottom left-hand corner, they'll say like statistics or something like that. It showed the stats of this competition or some bullshit like that. That's new because I, I think there was a huge problem with the transparency a lot with, with who's winning what within DraftKings and, and all that stuff. I actually, funny story here, I, um, a boss from one of my old companies, you know, he had an employee that would, you know, that would come and go as he pleased. And he was a really talented guy. But at the end of the day, my old boss is like, you know, like, why can't you stay consistent? He's like, well, the guy, the, and the guy intra- told him that, like, well, I'm doing this fantasy football stuff and it takes a lot of my time and it just can't, can't be consistent. Well, then my former boss stated to him, well, like, once you make a million dollars, don't show up to this program. But until you do that we have to have you here on the consistent day. Well, he, and the former employee kind of looked at my old boss and said, Oh, I already made a million dollars and 
quit the next day. So it's a fascinating market, but here's a guy, one of the engineers here that just creates algorithms kind of, and, and with the daily fantasy stuff, what you have to do is you, you have to pair, you usually have to pair a quarterback with a receiver or two receivers or a quarterback receiver and a running back. You have to hit on that trifecta and then you have to get a bunch of guys that are low percentage guys when it com- compares to usage and kind of hit on them. That's kind of the recipe. But anyway, so honestly, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm not going to go too long. We got, we got football here in about, uh, we got football here in about 20 minutes. I'm pretty excited. I actually, yeah, I, I might actually go out and grab a six pack from Telstra, but I think I'm going to do that. Watch some, watch some football. Happy NFL is back. Really excited for it. I think me and the coach are coming on Sunday morning, eight to 10, uh, talk a lot about lines, talk a lot about what we're expecting, talk a lot about the the, the storylines for week one and the storylines overall as the season. So I'm pretty excited for that. And then I should have some more news in a couple weeks about maybe another program that we're adding to the Northeast kind of lineup and, and taking it from there. I'm also um, looking into some new software uh, for the program, see if we can mix it up, kind of make it, you know, making discussions like this a little bit tighter where I can edit it and kind of combine and maybe, maybe shoot a lot of shit and I can take pieces around and put them together. That kind of makes a coherent uh, message rather than this gibberish that I've been shitting for about the last 38 minutes. So a lot of things on the rise here. Also building out a website right now, actually a Nor'easter sports website. So there's a lot of things, Stick with us, guys. I appreciate all the support, all the feedback that we've been getting over the last month or so. There's a lot of big things coming here through the Nor'easter uh, Sportscast Radio. A lot of things I'm excited about. So uh, just stay tuned. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff coming. But without further ado, let's get to the game. Everybody enjoy Thursday Night Football. Again, I have... Uh, the Chiefs covering at eight and a half. I think the final is going to be a 31-24 game. I see, I see Gronk having two touchdowns, um, and I see Andy Reid fucking up something with time management somewhere either at the end of the second or the the second quarter or the end of the end of the game. He's going to su- fuck up some type of time management. So there you have it. Prediction: New England 31. Chiefs 24, Chiefs cover the eight and a half, and gonna go one and zero for my handicap lines of the year. So we'll talk to you guys on Sunday morning. Stay classy. Thanks a lot for joining us here today. Careful, you idiot! I said across her nose, not up it. Sorry, sir. Doing my best. Who made that man a gunner? I did, sir. He's my cousin. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? That is his name, sir. Asshole. Major asshole. And his cousin? He's an asshole, too, sir. Gunner's made first class Philip asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.